Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome to Android Faithful, your weekly source for the latest news, hardware, and apps in the world of Android. I'm Quinn Dow. And I'm Jason Howell. And I am Ron Richards. And look at us. Here we are back together. Mm-hmm. Um, Dancing, we, partying. We, got, we oh. got no Michal, unfortunately, because he is en route to Samsung Unpacked tomorrow, which is en pretty cool. Route. Yeah, en route. Busy. He's, en route. He's a busy en man. Route. On on route, I think. On route. On route. In route. In route. But yeah, en route. En route. Yeah. So we got no Michelle this week, but it's but it's delightful to be back with you, uh, Jason. When uh, it's always fun, right? Good to see. Yes. Well, I mean, without a doubt, or not without without a doubt, we would be remiss if we did not have. Uh, a guest that we do have the benefit of the doubt of having. I want to keep doing the the puns because we're very lucky to have tonight, Mr. Adam Dowd joining us. Oh, hello! Oh my goodness! Hello. We almost thought you weren't there. We saw a phone and thought maybe you were replaced by a phone. That's that was that was my that was my evil plan all along. <laughs> the, the deep fakes are incredibly deep. I, I thought that wasn't actually a one plus. Is that a twelve? Twelve? Is that one plus? The deepest. I, I, I appreciate the doubt puns, though. That's that's very on brand I tried, for my show. Yeah, was, when you say without a doubt, though, without a doubt, without a doubt, but then you are here, so I always get confused about how to word that to turn it into a positive. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, no doubt about it. It can be difficult. No doubt. No doubt. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Boy, it just keeps happening. There you go. <laughs> it's yeah. like Adam, once it, Huawei comes on the show and oh, everything geez. turns into a W. 
What was <laughs> Adam, I, I am so excited to have you on the show this week because I believe you are our first guest of guest of twenty twenty four. Am I? Yeah. So congratulations. Fun. There you are. Yeah. So that, that is get that you is a crown cool. though. That Next is an time. esteemed uh, title to have at least until twenty twenty five. Nobody <laughs> can take it away from me. It's all mine. But yeah, but sure enough, we we wanted you on the show this week. Not only talk about that Neato device that you were holding up, uh, our video viewers saw the the new the new hotness from OnePlus, um, but also we're doing a little bit of a CES kind of wrap up, um, and we are going to hear from Michal, um because we did talk to him yesterday and recorded a bit with some of the stuff he saw at CES. And then, Adam, we'd love to hear from you about what you saw at CES um, because CES, it feels like a month ago, but it was only last week. <laughs> I know. It was yeah. so long ago. Like, no, I mean, and, and I can say it was genuinely a long time ago because I'm halfway back to feeling like a human. Yeah. Uh, yeah, did you get yeah, the con flu? I really hope you did. No. Okay, no, good. four years. Oh, four years I've been there, and Great. four years coming home healthy. But that's because yeah. I haven't shaken a hand since 2020. So that's <laughs> okay, <pretty> good. What <laughs> do you do say, instead? Do you fist bump or team fist bump, baby? Yeah, Ooh, okay. are, are and, we... and it's funny. Like this year, everybody was so amused by it. Like you know, they'd be like, "Oh, you know, hi, I'm I'm so and so," and they'd be like, "I do this," and they're like, "Oh, isn't that delightful?" <laughs> <laughs> I never get to fist bump. I do. Are, are we at the point where we can be nostalgic about the pandemic and like be like, ah, ha, 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 like, or or is it still too real? Because <laughs> uh, people are yeah, still getting. Ahead. Depends on who you no, ask. Yeah, I no, think. it's fine. Well, because yeah. I do, I do enjoy the fact. I didn't enjoy the fact, but I, I did find it fascinating when COVID hit in 2020, and there was all this kind of like, what is going on? I saw one article that traced it to CES 2020. Because mm. it was yeah. in oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 sure. like, yeah, yeah, like exactly. And so the all wouldn't the folks, shock me. Yep, all the <laughs> folks, all the folks coming over from China, and then they they traced it to whoever patient zero was, and then went back to the Bay Area, and then kind of how it went from there. So CES is not only gonna make us all uh, get exhausted, but uh, is also part of the decline of of uh, civilization. So. And apparently also going to kill Wynn. That's yeah. Nice. That's, <laughs> people yeah, who watch you? the live screen can make fun of like I always have this big ass water bottle. Well, guess what? I it it bit me today. This big mm. water bottle. Did you I did you just stop. snort, Wynn? Was that a snort that I heard? <laughs> a slightly a snortle? A snortle. <laughs> I got a sure snortle. Anyway. A snort turtle a little bit going on. <laughs> so All fun right. fact about the pandemic, uh, one of the first cases reported in the United States was in a hospital about three miles from my house. Oh, fascinating. Oh, no kidding. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, one of the first uh, U.S. cases um, that that was officially identified as COVID nineteen. Did that so, per- because- did that person go to CES? No, 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 um, no. But there were a, a, quite a few of my, you know, of my friends and colleagues who came home from CES and you know were sick and for some reason lost their taste, a sense of taste and smell. And all the doctors at that point were like, "Well, that's weird. What's happening that's there?" Really bad mold. Yeah, yeah. Really. What so. could cause that? Yeah. So. All right. Well, I didn't mean to derail us with pandemic stories, but um, so before we get to the CES goodness, uh, there's some news to talk about, right? The the aforementioned unpacked. Yeah, and you know who isn't quite doing as well as they could be, uh, not related to the pandemic, or maybe kind of tangentially related, is Samsung. And in a report or some data that came out from the International Data Corporation, IDC, after 13 years at the the top, Samsung is no longer the world's largest smartphone manufacturer. Take your bets now for who it is. Okay, betting time is over. It's Apple, basically. Oh, I was going to guess uh, Tecmo. (laughs) 
Uh. Close. I wish. I wish. I wish. So no. Um, in 2023, I, iOS took over, or rather Apple overtook Samsung to become the world's largest smartphone manufacturer. That's after two or 13 years of Samsung at, at the top. They did wow. take the crown from wow. Nokia in 2010. And it, it kind of like, it's really interesting because we talked a lot about data kind of at the end of 2023, right? Where, where everyone's seeing smartphone shipments go down throughout most of like Q1, Q2 of 2023 because of, you know, economic uncertainty, instability, crisis, macroeconomic situations. But there was, you know, a lot of estimates that, you know, in Q4, part of the markets are going to bounce back. And no one bounced back harder than Apple going from, 22 let me see there's the numbers 22.6 20, sorry 226.3 million units <laughs> shipped in 2022 with a market share of 18.8 all the way up to now 234.6 million iPhones shipped and that's 20.1% of the smartphone market so that's a decent jump it's more significant though that Samsung's share has gone quite a bit down they now are at 19.4% uh, of the market with 226.6 million units shipped. And that's a drop from 2022 of 35.6 million units. So, it, it, I mean, yes, definitely it makes sense that Apple would probably be there to kind of like, you know, take the title. But I think, yeah, the most significant part is that Samsung has just dropped enough to become number two. Um, mm. Who is Transition? Who is transition? So we we have here a chart Trans of basically the top five. Trans transition. So, so the the, yeah. transition. The, the top five the top five listed of of <coughs> co manufacturers are Apple um, with twenty point one percent, Samsung with nineteen point four percent market share, Xiaomi with twelve point five percent, Oppo with eight point eight, which I assume includes OnePlus, right? Or is it Oppo by themselves? Um, and yeah, then. That's Good and question. then transition, T R A N S. No, it's not transition. It's transition. Transition. Transition Holdings is a Chinese manufacturer of mobile phones based in Shenzhen. It is the. It was the largest smartphone manufacturer by sales in Africa in 2017, and also hmm. sells mobile phones in the Middle East, Southeast hey, Asia, South Asia, and Latin America. It's, that it's, sounds like Techno. Its brands includes such brands as Itel, Techno, and Infi techno. Infinix. So I made a joke about Techno, and there they are. <laughs> Good on y'all. Eight percent. Oh, wow. um, so, yeah. so what, what would you all's guesses be for the major reasons why Samsung has dropped, you know, so significantly in market share? What would your guesses be? Ooh. Well, I know what IDC says. They what, is I, what, did I, it is. <laughs> what did IDC say? <laughs> Which sounds sounds pretty, you know, pretty pretty accurate. Um, they they noted the comeback of Huawei in China. They noted, mm -hmm. you know, the Honor, OnePlus, Google being actually competitive in the lower high end, which we still have to like find a name for the lower high end. Is is it the lower, lower high yeah. end? Is you know, is it the 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 minimal premium? I don't know what it is, but anyways, um, so that's what IDC attributes this it, as. But I mean, but when you look at Samsung coming in second at nineteen point four percent. That's a 13.6% decline from the previous year. That is huge yeah. when you're talking yeah. these For numbers Samsung. and you look like, oh, yeah. you know, year after year, what you're looking at here. That's a crazy, uh, crazy drop. Well, wait a minute. No, hold on. This chart's saying something different, though. That was from a different <laughs> part of the article, and it said 13.6. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Well, no. Okay. So it's here, so, I'll it's, just it's show you. It's a big you. drop, though. It's like, it's like no, uh, sorry. Math is hard. Math. Well, no. no. So, okay. So this is Samsung 2023 market share, 19.4%. 2022 
market share 21. So that really only seems like a couple, but then they're saying that the growth. So what is the growth? Because that is negative 13.6%. I'm guessing that's shipments. So if okay. you go from 262.2 million shipments to 220. Yeah. No, could, that's fair. 35 is about 16% of 20. Three, Math is hard. The transition went up 30%. Yeah, I was just going to yeah. say, like, yeah. that's that's yeah. pretty... But I guess that makes sense with, with Huawei kind of coming back in that I, yeah. I would assume the Chinese market has more of an appetite for domestic phones. And with Huawei kind of coming back, uh, that makes a lot, a lot of sense. Though it is interesting to note that with Huawei coming back, Xiaomi and Oppo did see drops as well in unit ship. So it's kind of hard, mm-hmm. especially like it, it's hard to compare... Android being the ecosystem it is with multiple OEMs to obviously yeah, right. the other side has just one. Um, mm-hmm. So it's always going to be kind of like, I guess, in uh, the zero sum game in terms of like Andro- Android share, it's always going to be like, you know, all all of the OEMs kind of like jostling and tussling, tussling I, for, for I space. I should also yeah. throw this on the screen here because uh, I kind of have this this reaction too. Cousin of Josh said, I'm kind of shocked. I always thought Apple was the was only the king in the U.S. Like, that's been the narrative. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, in the U.S., Apple is really, really popular. But you go out to other markets, and Apple's not nearly as popular. But, I mean, these numbers seem, on the surface, to prove otherwise. They're still yeah. they're still close to number one in Japan. They, they only just dropped down from number one to number two in Japan, but it's still a big part of the market. I think even Germany um, is iPhone's number one, and I want to say Sweden, but I I think there's like a a, a a Nordic a Schengen a Schengen zone country where they are number one. And given that Germany and Japan are kind of like, was it are they number two and number three economies in the world? So that kind of makes sense. There's a lot of heavy lifting. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's really interesting because there's, <laughs> I mean, say what you want about the iPhone SE, there really is no, um, cheap iPhone version. I guess they're kind I guess the iPhone SE could be considered like an entry level, but I mean and 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 I can't speak to um overseas sales um prices and whatnot. I can only speak to what that phone costs here, which is a lot more than what you can get a cheap Android phone for. So I mean it's Yeah, it's more like mid range price. Yeah, it's definitely mid range right, price. Four thirty. Yeah. So um you know, it's just it's it's rather shocking when you consider the number of, you know, people whose only computing device is a smartphone. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, although I guess if you're going to make that argument, maybe the argument is to make, you know, put all your budget into, you know, a higher end phone so that you can uh, so that you can get the most out of it. But, uh, yeah, it's 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 very surprising. I, I kind of thought that Samsung or at least some Android OEM would hold that title for longer. But I guess that just goes to show it's Apple's world and we're all just living in it. Uh, but by percentage points, I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, it's it. I don't know. It, it's not it's not such a a bold position they're in now it's 20 to 19 right like it's literally like less than a percentage point and like we could very well see samsung rebound in 24 like i feel like this is like going back and forth um yeah i mean if samsung was to i don't know have an announcement of a new device that might might change the tide i mean maybe maybe. then but you know they're never going to do that right and they're not going to have ai at all like they're not they're going to buck the trends of ai so (laughs) no way that seems like a good segue to, to it is a good segue because actually you know, we we are we are kind of bearing the lead a little bit in that tomorrow is Samsung's Galaxy Unpacked event. It is on at I believe one PM Eastern. 
do the math. I'm so sorry. I can't do it for Pacific. That's like 10, 10 a.m. Pacific. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And yeah, we're, we're all, you know, uh, Bait, waiting with bated breath for the announcement of the next S24 series. But thanks to Evan Blast over on Twix, uh, at least for a little bit, not anymore. Uh, Evan did post some marketing images that gave us a little bit of a leaky peaky into what would be announced tomorrow. Some of the most notable things is that Samsung might be following Google's lead in offering seven years of Android updates. Of course, one of the big things from the Pixel event this year was a resounding or astounding rather seven years of updates for the for the Pixel 8. Well, guess what? Samsung could be like, well, hold my, not my beer, hold my, hold my smartwatch. Hold, hold my, my Bixby. Hold my Bixby. <laughs> hold my go. Bixby. Um, some reports, reports are claiming that this would be not just seven years of major updates, but also security patches as well. Um, and of course, there's going to be AI. I mean, like, really, like, really. I mean, is that a surprise now? Um, What is notable, though, is that the marketing images did indicate that Galaxy AI features will be free through 2025, which seems to imply that at some point they won't be free, possibly foreshadowing Mm. subscription-based AI features. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't know. AI. Good luck with that. I I know. Subscription (laughs) in general. Subscription AI features would... I don't, I don't know. Well, I mean, you know, all the AI services are doing this, right? Like they give they give you a piece for free, and then if if you want to, you know, get kind of unlimited access to this stuff, they they charge you for it. Oh dear, drug yeah. the insert. I just I don't yeah. understand what they'd be charging for because you well, know, I don't either. We don't having do gone to, I was at you know Snapdragon Summit when they introduced the Snapdragon Eight Gen Three and. All the you know the one of the big emphasis emphasis size emphasis on the uh, Snapdragon eight Gen three announcement was you know this NPU that's going to do all this stuff on device. So I'm like I don't even know how they would justify a a, a subscription service to for for the AI features that's all happening on your device. It's it's it seems like it seems like a heated seat subscription all over again. Yeah. <laughs> if um, you follow that I, metaphor. <laughs> I guess we'll see how many um AI features will be online only versus on device. I know on device was as you know, um as alluded to, uh kind of a big deal for Google, but we'll see what happens with Samsung. And kind of maybe part of one of those features that we wonder whether we'll pay subscriptions for is something called circle to sorry circle to search which is a rumored ai feature on samsung but powered by google and it sounds like just basically an upgrade of google lens where you can quote circle high highlight scribble or tap to pinpoint what you're curious about no screenshots necessary end quote um and the marketing pictures had shown, you know, uh, kind of uh, predictably an S pen kind of like going around and like circling things and enabling Google mm-hmm. lens. So we'll see what that looks like, but that is a Samsung AI feature, but is powered by Google. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. Um, yeah. But Samsung yep. Galaxy Unpacked. Well, and speaking of that, so we won't. I'm, I'm not that I'm aware of J- Jason. You're not doing any live coverage of Unpacked, right? Like none no. of we're, we. So we are not covering Unpacked live. Um, I'm actually busy while it's going to be happening, so I can't be doing it. <laughs> but um, but uh, J- Jason or Win, if you're around watching it live, and if you yeah. want to write in the Discord for our patrons, you could you could potentially do that. Um, but when you're going to be on Daily Tech News Show tomorrow, right, to talk about it? I will not 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 three hours after the event. I think I will be on DTNS to talk to awesome. Tom and the crew about what's happened at Samsung Galaxy Impact. So it won't be quite live, but it'll be very very close. It'll be close to live. To live. So very close. Fun. So go to go to twitch.tv slash Good Day Internet tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern to see when on D- DTNS 
or download it when it comes out of the podcast. That'd be great. And then also, as we mentioned, our good friend, uh, co-host Michelle Rahman is going to be there live at the event. Um, and he's going to be back on the show next week to tell us about all the things that, all the things that he saw, but maybe for patrons, we'll have some bonus content for you later this week on Patreon, um, where you can get a sneak peek of, uh, his, uh, thoughts on, uh, uh, on what is going to be announced. Um, so stay tuned to Patreon. If you're a paying member, um, we're doing a lot more bonus content. So you want to do that, go to patreon.com slash Android faithful. Um, but Hey, if you've got any questions for Michelle leading into next week, either post them on Patreon or shoot us an email at contact at Android Um, that way Michelle can make sure he's asking the right questions or, or preparing anything for you for next week. So we can get everybody's questions answered. So please do that. So, uh, it'll be big, big Samsung show next week. Right. So, like right. to like to point out that your uh, email address and URL at game are on point. So yes, well done. Really, we've leveled up since Jason joined the team. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So there it is. So, um, but yeah, should I just leave this up there the whole time? Just to, <laughs> to you, don't want it, you don't want it to burn in on the screen. You know, <laughs> no, that's, that's all. True, that's but um, all right. So moving on from Samsung, that said, um, not so great news coming out of Mountain View out of Google. Unfortunately, um, I will tell you, I am sick of hearing about layoffs. It has been yeah. mentally exhausting, and my heart goes out to people who are impacted by those layoffs um, because Google had another round last week um, and they've got another round going around this week too, which is just insane. I heard uh, ad sales people are getting hit this week, but last Ooh, week um, Google uh, had layoffs in their hardware division um, which was hit along with a restructuring announcement um, and Semaphore followed with a report that the assistant team saw quote-unquote hundreds of layoffs. Um, so the Google assistant team specifically was impacted last week. Um, and so anybody who listens to the show or has listened to the show that works at Google that was involved in assistant or in hardware, uh, we feel for you. We hope you land on your feet. Um, it's never an easy thing to go through. Um, but as if layoffs wasn't enough, Google then followed up uh, announcing that uh, 17 quote-unquote underutilized features were being re- removed from assistant which this whole thing cracked me up. by whom? Yeah. yeah, right. This whole cracked me up. Like, not only the fact that they're removing features from Assistant, but felt the need to communicate and detail the 17 features that would be removed. And some of them are so mundane and bizarre. Like, it's so... I don't understand this at all. But so, um, basically, no more media alarms, no more re, uh, in Assistant, no more rescheduling events in your calendar via Assistant, um, even getting rid of step-by-step recipes on the on the on the hub, um, which was what? a launch feature, if I, I remember which, correctly. That's my memory, but I, yeah. Is that, yeah, it never worked that well. But anyway, uh, go okay, ahead. yeah. Well, <laughs> um, so they should have made it work well then. Yeah, using your voice to broadcast a message to your Google family group, although you can still broadcast to devices. Yeah, when I first read this one, I was like, you gotta be kidding, because I no, do No, because you use that, that right, Jason? You use that I, a lot. I, I yeah. use it to broadcast devices to the devices in the home, yeah. but I don't really use it tied to a Google family group. Or, I don't know yeah. what the difference is, to be honest, but I know that I can have done it you know, many times just broadcasting to devices. And, and then the one that, the, the, so there's, the whole list is up, it's, it's been covered on various blogs, it's on Google's blog as well, and in their support section, you can see all the individual things. Um, you yeah, can't the, ask the, to meditate with Calm anymore? <clears throat> I mean, that, that, that has I'm all I'm so the, infuriated. I need a meditation ha- to calm down. That has all the earmarks of a partnership came to an end. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, I love I love how they're there. It should have a TM next to it. Yeah, exactly. Their alternative <laughs> is you can still ask for meditation options with media providers such as YouTube. Ah. Oh. Uh, 
Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. But um, so the full list of all the 17 features that are there are out there. You can go find it. You can see what you, now you can't do. Um, yeah. But the big one that I was kind of shocked by was that they're removing the microphone in the Google search bar on Android phones, which uh, is what? In, in the assistant. What? 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 Where is that? What? They're removing the microphone Here, so you cannot talk to, to an assistant. article. Yeah. Pixel Watch or losing the Google Assistant the microphone. I know. I, I use it too. Yeah. I don't understand that. Yep. So. My big question here, and a lot of the users upon this news reacted similar to Adam with what the hell. Um, and now people are asking, like, what resources were spent supporting those features? Aren't those things that you just build and then they go? Or, you know, and like, yeah, I mean, you know, was the stopwatch really putting that much of a strain on resources that they cut it? But, but my bigger picture question is, is that this seems like a positioning move. And that they're, they're they're clearing out any tech debt or any um, mm-hmm. partnership debt like like Calm or stuff like that. Maybe mm-hmm. they've got data on what people are using or not using, and they're making it more streamlined. But like this feels like a setting the table for a future thing. And I want to know uh, now. I'm waiting to hear what are we going to get because of all these cuts. What is this leading towards? Why cut the microphone from that? Um, yeah, you know, my hope is that this is going to lead to they're changing the interface with assistant or Bard or somehow Bard is going to get involved or like I, who, who two knows? words, yeah. two words, and they also happen to be letters A what? I. There oh, it is. yeah, that's probably yeah. they're so. there. You know, Google is obviously really doing what every other company, you know, tech company in the world is doing right now, and they're dropping any of their roadmap and focusing <laughs> entirely on AI because if you aren't there in 2024, then you're nowhere. I think yep. is how they all feel. You know. Yep. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I mean, going back to some of these features, though, you want to know why people aren't using them because nobody knew they existed. Like mm-hmm. using uh, what, what was it? It was it was towards the top. Using media alarms, music alarms, or radio alarms. I didn't know you could do that. Yep. <laughs> like. Well, but the but discoverability the- is an, is a problem, folks, and no one's going to use features if they can't discover them. Yeah. So, oh man, that's so. So ir- do you, but, do you, so do you yeah. think that the so do you think that the assistant as a whole and the product way exists now is it, it's more feature complicated or feature rich than users need? Like that's what it sounds like, right? Like it's 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 a multi layered <laughs> onion of things that a lot of people don't even know that they can do with years it. ago. Yeah. yeah, I feel well, like this and, has been an issue for a really long time. That assistant yeah. offered so many features, and that was a selling point. But then, from the user perspective, it's like I don't even know where to begin. Like, I I gotta know that that exists, and then I gotta know the syntax in order to call it up, and then I gotta use it a handful of times to like ingrain it in my brain to use it in the future. And like most users, just aren't spending that much time. That's why people just use these things for like weather and play this song you know because right. that's really time to remember yep. weather timers and lights yes that's, a, that's right. the entirety and like you know what i've actually switched to the other popular assistant that i'm not going to say because i don't want to trigger you know a oh, thousand uh, devices it's bixby right uh, yeah that's the totally. one definitely um no I've, I've actually switched to using amazon service because honestly it's faster like yeah. my uh, my co-host cliff and i did a kind of a speed test on a few routines between Google Assistant and and Amazon's Assistant, and Amazon beat it like hands down every time. It wasn't even it wasn't even close. Yep. Um, and just to reinforce something that Ron said, that even if something is a simple feature and it feels like a one and done, like <laughs> stopwatch or something, that it just feels like why would you have to you know imp- ever improve on that? If something exists in your code base, it's going to have 
tech debt on it, even if it's really simple. Yeah. Like mm. Maintenance, making sure that you don't break it. And if you ever want to pivot and make something lighter, better, faster, it's still a thing that you need to move. So I, I totally get it. Like, why take away something that shouldn't be that difficult to maintain, but Every, it's not every, nothing. Everything it's, has yeah. a weight. Everything, everything has, has a yeah. cost. Yeah. 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 So, yeah that makes sense. And I mean, you know, there was, there was that, uh, that push, I don't know how many years ago at this point, where I feel like you had to go to a website for Google Assistant to see all of the things it could do. And I mean, it was just it was blindingly huge <laughs> the list yeah. and like your eyes kind of glaze over and you know again it goes back to the point like on one hand yay that's a lot of features it can do but on the other hand like it's just it's too complicated you're never gonna do half yeah. of it yeah yeah yep. you're not and, and i think that you know part of the reason that google and other companies are going all in on ai is because they've figured or at least the current iteration of ai is because they've they've realized that there is a better way to do all these things and not require certain specificity and like the syntax right. and the approach on the user's side suddenly these mm -hmm. things are becoming a lot more user focused or user able for people who aren't technology nerds and uh, that's really appealing because then yeah. suddenly they've got way more opportunities for for lock in and all these other things that are going to make them gobs of money. So, oh. <laughs> so that's Wild. where we're at. Oh well. Moving on from the assistant, we've got Android not 15. Mad at all. And, or sorry, not Android 15th. It's not the 15th of Android. That's an <laughs> entirely different time and place. Uh, Android 15, the floodgates are apparently open because last week we talked a little bit about Android 15. So I think yep. every week now we're going to have little pieces of, of information about it. Um, last week it was voice activation. This week, Michelle wrote for Android Authority about the possible return of widgets to the lock screen. Can you believe that it's been since, what was it, Android 5 Lollipop was when we last had wi widgets on the lock screen. Oops, I removed Really? Myself. That's crazy. Um, and uh, apparently they're coming back. And uh, Michelle said that this evidence can be found in the Android 14 QPR 2 beta that uh, is pointing to a return of this. There might be a very specific way in how it's executed. It might have an allow list, so only certain apps are allowed to do it. You'd have mm. to like swipe inward from the right on the lock screen to reveal what they call the um, the communal space, the widget oh, space. That, um, <laughs> that's what it's referred to in the code anyways. But um, yeah, there you go. And then there's also the just the fact that iPhone brought widgets to its lock screen iOS 16 and you know it's it's the push and pull of mobile right like Google did it and they were first to it and we can all applaud Google for that but then Google stopped doing it and then Apple did it and now Google's doing it again you know so it's like oh, right you should just stayed with it anyways so what widget are you missing from your lock screen that you wish was well, there that's a good question <laughs> I don't know what widget I put on my lock screen, to be honest. Yeah. Because didn't Google move away from widgets on the lock screen partially they for did. the whole privacy and security thing? Yep. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah. if you got widgets on your lock screen, then you're letting people into the experience, bypassing any of the lock security. And, you know, that's... Well, I mean, thing. I'm... I'm not going to put my work email widget on the on the lock screen, but you know calendar. weather that'd be nice. You know, I wouldn't do. I wouldn't put a calendar on a lock right. screen. Uh, so. Media controls, like play, you yeah, know, media controls, podcast definitely. player, like yeah, that sort of, yeah, sure. yeah. The, the, I, the, I gotta imagine they're going to have a very specific feature set or functionality set 
that it will work with in order for this to happen. And that, that's, you know, and, and that said, it is so early. I mean, Michelle's poking around QPR, 14 QPR, and we're, we're, we're hearing little things with 15. It might not even make the cut. So right. we'll see. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's always, that's always a consideration just because it's here today. doesn't mean it'll be there tomorrow. Yep, exactly. Well, I mean, yeah. they're, they're, they're trying to like bring face on lockback. They've got like watch to unlock back. So you don't actually stay on your lock screen that long. So that's true. Right. Yeah. At the yeah. time my lock screen disappears before I actually see what's on it. Yeah. That's weird. Although I can yeah. do, although I can do that neat cinematic photo treatment to my lock screen wallpaper mm, now. I did that nice. on my tablet. It's, it makes my family go ooh, yes. <laughs> and they move around cinematically. Um, all right. Well, we'll see about that. Uh, but uh, one last bit of news about Android. Uh, they actually had a big announcement over at CES. Uh, that that was a big reveal. Uh, the hugest announcement ever. The the Android Bug Droid. Uh, which got a redesign a couple months ago. They revealed its name. You know, we've called it, you call it the droid, the little bug droid, the android guy. Uh, its official name is The Bot. The <laughs> Bot. That's it. The Bot. B-O-T. You so. know, okay. I was at that media event, and I do not remember them saying that, but I'm going to oh. go with it. All right, there you go. So, The <laughs> Bot. Deep cut lore for you there. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to move on to our patron pick of the week. So every week on Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern, we put up three stories for our lovely patrons to vote on and pick the one that we talk about as a group. And mm-hmm. so patrons like Michael O'Hara from Texas got to vote on three stories this week. And the ones that didn't win, that you all didn't want to hear about, at least our patrons didn't want to hear about, um, the lowest actually was, it was pretty close in third place, second and third place. Um, but the loser this week, the ultimate loser this week was uh, Threads will allow you to follow Mastodon users. So I guess Fediverse not getting too much love, but that got 27% of the vote. Yeah. That's neat though. That's cool. It is neat. Yeah. It, is, it, is, it, is it delivers a on a promise. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, so 28%, uh, and I really was hoping that more of you be interested just from a, I don't know, socioeconomic, political standpoint. Um, Google wants more gambling apps in the Play Store. Ooh, that would have been a great discussion, but that only got Would have been a nice CES tie-in. <laughs> true, very true. Um, but unfortunately, 28% uh, of you only voted for that. But the winner with 45% this week is Google Messages is working on selfie gifts. And I know it's love the like, messages. My goodness. You love me- messages, stories, um, and messages features. And, and Google Messages con- continuing just like the feature rollout training that they've been doing for like the last what year now of just adding all kinds of stuff in. This current feature is still hidden, but was found by, you know, of course, Assemble Debug. You know, always digging into the APKs and finding fun stuff. And basically, this will allow you to long press the camera icon in Google Messages, and it will pop up a specialized viewfinder with a little, hey, ready for your close-up, Mr. DeVille, uh, and allow you to uh, kind of count down three seconds and then recreate a short video that will be converted to a GIF that you can then insert into your Google Messages. Okay. There you go. That's uh, a selfie GIF, a a GIFsy, a GIF self So it's like a GIF reaction of you. Yeah, a GIF reaction. It's not too it unlike is. the custom. Was it the? Wasn't there like a we covered like a pet pet reactions or something like a like a month ago? There <laughs> no, you go. Like not I don't recall that. You and your pets can just react I, to stuff in messages. I really want to see when this rolls out. How many people actually use it? I'd be curious. I don't know. Like yeah. twice, and yeah. then so that we can read thing. about it. So we can re- read about it being retired a year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was killed by Google when you need it. Right? <laughs> so yeah, jaded. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, man. But, and Jason's right. going to be like, I did that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> 
I, I will say that somebody on Patreon commented on this saying there's always a messaging story and no, I have no interest and I, I just laughed. I'm sorry. Sir. Yeah. yeah Bri- Brian commented. He said, ugh, almost every poll has a messages related story. Zero interest. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is interesting because they yeah. keep winning. Um, I got to tell you, messages and weather are the two always win, right, Win? Yes, they do. And I, I always hesitate to suggest them, but some of y'all want them and some of y'all really don't. So how about this? How about this? Next week, there will be no message uh, related okay. patron pick. For those of you who Ooh, do right. not care about messages, I mean, I mean. However, I'm, there will be three weather-related. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make sure we make a note of that, Jason, because in a week from now, I could very easily forget that you said that on the show. I'll, so. I'll remember. I'll remember. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah, we really appreciate the feedback too on on what yes. y'all do and do not want to hear about and vote yes, on. So either way, we really appreciate it. <laughs> You're heard, Brian. Don't worry. Yes, we, you are we, very we, much we, so. so. We appreciate um, it. Yeah, go to Patreon.com/slash/AndroidFaithful. Sign up, and you can vote every week. So that's awesome. So cool. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. All right. Should we get into some hardware? This is the hardest of hardware. Actually, because... Initially, Michelle, I think, was going to be able to join tonight. Right. Uh, but he could not because he is en route, if not, you know, down where the Samsung event is going to be held. So he's going to be on, on the scene for that. But we did get a chance to chat with Michelle yesterday. So we had, we actually had a pretty uh, lengthy conversation with him. We're not going to play the full conversation here. We're going to play a part of it. And then if you want to watch the rest, well, hey. Uh, patreon.com slash android faithful it's some of our bonus content for you but nice. why don't we check out this uh this 
kind of chat with Michelle from yesterday about some of the things that he really wanted to discuss from the Consumer Electronics Show. All right. So we are here with Michelle, who unfortunately couldn't join us for the regular show this week, but is able to give us some time to talk about his adventures in Vegas. Um, Michelle, did the bail money get through to you in time? <laughs> Thanks for the offer, Rod, but I did not need to uh, request any money from you all. Thank you. This time. This time. This time. This time. This time. Let's give it. <laughs> you took notes for next year, right, Michelle? <laughs> Absolutely. So. All right, cool. Well, so you, we wanted to make sure that you had some time to tell us about some of the cool stuff you saw at CES. So what's first up on the docket? So first up, I mean, the Consumer Electronics Show obviously encompasses much more than just mobile tech. But um, unfortunately, there's not a lot of mobile tech to be found in CES every year. Most of it has to deal with the way you interact with your other devices in your connected home, such as your smart speakers, your displays, your TVs, your fridges, your ovens and everything and so on and so forth. But there were a couple of mobile-related announcements. The most, the biggest one, I would say, would be the ROG Phone 8, or as Ron likes to say, the ROG Phone 8. ROG till I die, my friend. ROG. I say ROG. I'll I'll be honest. I say ROG privately. It's just easier to say. But (laughs) it's officially the ROG Phone 8. Yep. You just doubted yourself, Um, though. So so, so is it it true, Michelle, (laughs) that this phone is beyond gaming now? Because that's what their it website is, is telling me. I think me. definitely think I definitely think that they are shifting away from being just a pure gaming first, gaming only handheld. Like they've they've made a lot of improvements that make this feel more just like a phone for regular users. That's also really good for gaming. So one of the things I immediately noticed when I picked it up is wow, this is so much lighter and easier to hold than the previous models. Like the previous models had really sharp edges. They were very it was very boxy. This one had kind of rounder, smoother edges. It was lighter. It was much easier to hold. Um, it also had additional features that people might have been missing in earlier mo- generations, such as wireless charging, finally, and also has an IP68 rating. So, like, these are two features that you might want in a regular smartphone, but, you know, ROG kind of just, uh, you don't really need wireless charging for a gaming phone. You know, you just need fast wire charging. You don't really need wire uh, waterproof for, for a regular gaming phone, right? But now we have these features that you would consider basic for flagship phones. And now it's in the ROG phone as well. And you still have a bunch of the gaming centric features, such as the air triggers for like inputting certain taps on the sides of the screen. Um, you still have the controller support. You still have the, of course, the gamer-esque RGB logo on the back. If you have the regular ROG phone eight, and then you also have this um, LED display on the back, the dot matrix display. I think it's actually mini, some, some LED display on the back of the, the Pro and the Pro Edition. And uh, you also have much improved cameras. You have a 50 megapixel, I think. I forgot, is it 50 megapixel camera? Uh, um, my memory. And then also, oh, sorry. Yeah. And then you also finally have a telephoto camera, 3X optical mm-hmm. zoom telephoto camera. So a lot of features that uh, everyone has been asking for, you know, I want to use my, my ROG phone as a regular phone for everything. And now you can't. Like there's barely any compromises in that regard in terms of specs. It it does seem like it's a it's a maturity of the Republic of Gaming, as if you know they finally they've ratified the Constitution, and now that now they have an entire infrastructure to worry about. And in addition to gaming, you also have to pay your bills on the phone, right? So <laughs> yeah. I, so I guess I guess what I'm wondering here is in the broadening out of the appeal of this device, is it? And I, I don't know that you would, if you would have the answer to this, or maybe you asked you know them questions while you were there about this. But is this a sign that the gaming phone focus wasn't working, or is this a sign that 
yeah, we, we've kept all the gaming stuff that you have come to expect and we've made it more accessible. In other words, like, are they, are they trimming back, like cut, cutting, you know, cutting back on the game focused phone thing that was largely the reason for this phone's existence for many years? Um, or are they adding more general appeal to it? Does that make sense? So I didn't get like, uh, I didn't get a chance to ask kind of like the deep philosophy behind why they're making so many of these changes. Mm-hmm. I do kind of get the sense that they were kind of targeting, like they were kind of backing themselves into a corner with the niche they were targeting. Right. Ah, there's okay. only so many mobile, there's only so many people who game on mobile Precisely. versus a lot of people who might occasionally game and still want some of those features. So like they're trying to broaden their horizons and like a lot of the features they used to be adding, like were extremely niche. Like maybe only a couple of gamers would take advantage of them versus like now they still have a lot of those features that might be useful for the average gamer, like the, the tap, the triggers and a lot of the features that are built into game genie and the cooling stuff like that. But like, they're not focusing on that aspect anymore. They have the marquee gaming features, but they're also now trying to broaden the horizons and trying to get people who don't consider themselves hardcore mobile gamers. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's fair that maybe some of the, I mean, it still seems like there might be something there for hardcore gamers in some of the accessories that might be available for the ROG 8, like, um, you know, but uh, like, yeah, like, is, is that maybe like how they're still going to keep, I mean, it's still they're, called the Republic of Gamers. They're trying, mm-hmm. they're trying to have their cake and eat it too. When I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about, because like they were, they, um, and I was scrolling through their website. They have this like snap on cooler thing. Arrow cooler. Yeah. Which the is, arrow cooler, yeah. which is like straight up in like, you're a gamer. You're going to be pushing your processor to the limit. You've got to cool your phone down. But like when you're not playing the game, you snap it off and then you can go take awesome pictures with the camera system and use it as a regular phone. Like I think, I think Michelle, I think you're right. I think they're trying to, they're trying to toe the line between keeping their loyal audience, you know, kind of savvy, but maybe I'm a normal user who's curious about a gaming phone. Right. And this is a way to go to it. So, Yeah. And speaking of the accessories, there's actually an interesting change they've made in this year's controller accessory that comes or it doesn't come with the ROG phone but it's it's you can be purchased separately um, this year the ROG Tessin mobile controller is a new gaming controller that's not only compatible with the ROG phone but it's also compatible with all Android devices that have a USB-C port so the previous the Sorry. Kunai gaming controllers used to be only available for the ROG phone but this one is, um, you know, as I said, can be compatible with any phone that has a USB-C port. And one of the cool things about it that I noticed is you can actually fold it up yeah, fully. Like mm-hmm. you can fold it up three times. So it's like very thin and compact. And um, that's something that I haven't seen very many controllers do. Because like I have a GameSir X2. It's a very sturdy controller that works with a lot of different devices. But it just takes up a lot of bag space. And yep. it's just not portable at all. Yeah, but this thing not do. only can be folded up but it also feels really good. Like the construction was very sturdy and it had, you know, the usual gaming support, all the buttons that you expect. Um, sticks felt great. The the shoulder buttons felt pretty good. And um, if you do use this with Asus or an ROG phone, you do get the additional features such as you're able to map touch inputs onto touchscreen like taps, which is not something you're natively able to do in Android without the use of a third-party app which is a bit of a hacky workaround, but um, yeah, it's very nice to see this controller being made and I would consider picking one up. Like it gets really compact. 
I, I really like that because even as someone who has a Steam Deck and my husband has a Steam Deck, even though nominally it's very portable, it's still a whole other device that is not small. And I think that's, you, you know, like not to complain for this very first world problems about complaining the Steam Deck is hard to carry around with all of our Christmas gear. But I do think this is actually very intriguing and to get people who are maybe gamer curious <laughs> or just maybe like more like casual gamers into this form factor that is very popular. And yeah, like um, when you apply the test and it does have that. Uh, Nintendo Switch Steam Deck kind of uh, landscape, but with like the controls on the side of the screen. It, I think it's actually a, a really smart idea to make that generally Android compatible to get people kind of into this space of handheld gaming as it is in 2024. So that controller is gonna cost is gonna cost what is it gonna be, Michelle? Isn't it like it's like around 140 bucks or so? Or I don't have the pricing yeah. and availability information. Like I looked at the press release, it wasn't mentioned there either. Yeah, I don't think they announced. Um, yeah. I don't think they announced. It. I saw some. I saw some rumors pre CES that saying it was expected between one thirty nine and one fifty nine. So I guess the question is yeah, that whether or not you're a if you're a gamer, you, is that truly worth the cost or not? But it does look very very cool. <laughs> That's. So, I mean, yeah. if it's that high, that would be pretty pricey for this sort of device. Aren't these things yeah. usually sub one hundred? Yeah. Like I feel like ninety nine is a good, is a good cost for this, right? So yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We will see. Interesting. So cool. So that's the report from the Republic of Gaming. Thank you. I'm glad you're. I'm glad you got through customs. Um, you got your passport stamped. I hope <laughs> yeah, while you passed through. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Michelle, what what else were you able to see uh, at CES? So like I did mention earlier, uh, there's not a lot of mobile related announcements, and Samsung this year also did not have a lot of mobile specific announcements. But um, if you're really into the SmartThings ecosystem, you know there's a lot of ways where you can treat your smartphone as the hub to control all your devices and. One thing I really appreciated walking around their their showroom floor on at CES is that just the sheer scale of the Samsung ecosystem and how crazy interconnected it is. Like um, obviously, like they showed off on a lot of new TVs, but they also had um, like new ovens, new uh, washing machines, dryers, and everything is smart things integrated. Like on their t- on their refrigerator, you basically have a giant Android tablet mounted to the front of it mm-hmm. and it runs full-fledged android apps and also you have smart things integration onto it so if you get a call on your phone you can quickly pick it up on your fridge or take a call on your oven which has a small display on the front just the crazy amount of integrations that samsung showed off um but on the visual display side of things like if you're looking at you know all these new tvs these 8k these 8k tvs these um super high-end expensive mini led tvs you're like why should i care about any of the stuff they're announcing right this is kind of one of those things you have to really see to understand and if i did if i was not there i would not really get why these new displays and things are being announced like why would i care about 8k for example and like the kind of argument they're showing is that sure not a lot of content is being made for 8k right now but even despite that this new upscaling technology the new upscaling chips that we have are really good, good enough to where you can actually in, enjoy 1080p, even 720p content upscale all the way to 8K, and you get a pre- appreciable um, boost in quality when you do that. Yeah. And it's all powered by like a new upscaler chips and all that. Of and then course. there's also a whole bunch of other related features that you might not appreciate now, but you appreciate later. Like I don't know if you have a any of you have a TV that's in like a central living room and you have light anywhere that's coming into it you you realize how much the visual experience is degraded just by the light shining on the tv you can see your own reflection you can see the reflection of the light bulbs on the tv they had this anti-glare coating 
that they're applying to the new OLED series this year that made a dramatic difference in reducing how much light was shown reflected back onto you. Uh, there's just so much tech related that you just kind of have to see to believe and like don't 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 think about the price. If you think about the price, you're gonna be like, <laughs> well, the, never I mean, mind. I don't care about this anymore. And that's the whole yeah. part but, of it's part of CES, which is like it's, some of it is like we see you know product announcements, which we talk we're going to talk about on the regular show, and and uh, 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 we talked about on this episode and all that sort of stuff. But then also it's like, what is the future of tech coming? What is right. the? I mean, and I joked about it last week, I think, or, or the other week, we we're saying how you know there's always the enormous TV that you can't buy now, but in three years is going to be the one in Costco, right? right. And so mm-hmm. and there'll um, be any more enormous yeah. one that yeah. year at yeah. CES. Yeah, yeah, it's always like three to five years in the future. You know, it's like you're seeing it now and it's ridiculously expensive. And that's kind of the beauty of, of actually going to the consumer electronics show. You know, there's a lot of technology that's there that's never going to make it. But there's a lot of technology that's there that you know you're looking at some point in the future. Even though you see it now, that doesn't mean it's happening now for everyone, but it will happen someday. Like this anti-glare you know, for large screens, like, come on, like that's, that's kind of a no brainer. At some point, these TVs that are that large are all going to have some sort of anti-glare protection, uh, similar to what you saw there. It's just a matter of time. Some of the other wild stuff that they showed off actually, like that I really hope to see, I don't remember the name of it, but they have these, they're, they're freestyle two projectors. They showed off this technology where, you know how, like, if you wanted the best visual experience when using a projector, you got to have it on a perfectly flat display or like a, projector screen right well if you don't have a perfectly flat you know big area to, to display it like they showed off this demo where they had this projector wrapped on like a corner of a, of a wall and it was like obviously very visually distorted but they had this feature where it corrects for it and it corrects for it really well to where it looks like even though you're projecting on this corner of a wall it corrects it and it kind of looks like you're still look you're projecting onto a flat wall it was really so cool. cool that very is cool. that is awesome so overall, Michelle, thumbs up on CES. You had a good time? Absolutely. Thumbs yeah. up. Very cool. Well, thanks for giving us some of your time to uh, break down kind of the big things you saw. But hey, there's more. Uh, patrons of Android Faithful can ever head over to patreon.com slash Android Faithful. And if you are a paying uh, patron, you can get, we're going to have a little bit of bonus content of Michelle's adventure, some of the other cool stuff he saw at the show. So you definitely want to stay tuned, check that out. But in the meantime, we're going to get back to the episode. Thanks, Michelle. Enjoy the, Thank enjoy you, the rest of your week. We'll see thanks. you next week, man. See ya. And we're back. I'm not oh, jealous at all. all of anybody who went to CES, nope. by the way. I'm not jealous at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Because damn near killed me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Adam, well, we're dying to know what was, what was the coolest thing you saw uh, at CES. Uh, if I had to narrow it down. So uh, am I limited to just Android stuff? No, or no. Anything. O- anything. Overall, yeah. Man, like, I keep coming back to this, and I don't want to keep going back to this well, but... <laughs> um, so, I went to go see a company called Brain. Uh, they make a, uh, a portable speaker with an integrated... with a with a built-in subwoofer, which, in and of itself, is not amazing, but just the sound that comes out of this thing is incredible. Like, cool. he did a side-by-side demo with a popular... Uh, speaker manufacturer and like you know here's ours and here's theirs and like I saw this demo done a couple of different times and like everybody that saw this demo their face was just like I mean Uh, like could not (laughs) believe that this was so and there's a picture of the brain on the um, 
on the screen there. This is about the size. Actually, it's a little bit smaller, I think, than the subwoofer that I have for my computer speakers. But the difference is, is that this has a subwoofer that sounds just as good as, as my computer speakers, if not better. In fact, I, I'm going to say it sounds better. But that also contains the mid-range speakers and the high-end tweeters and a 12-hour battery. Like, it's just remarkable how they've miniaturized the subwoofer technology so that they can fit all of this into a very portable package. And I was just, I was honestly just blown away. I was blown away by the by the demo. And, um, it, you know, I, I, I'm going to be reviewing it for Slash Gear, so I'll be able to try it out for myself. But, you know, the it has a full IP rating. It's IP57, so you can put it out by the pool if you want. It's just ridiculous, cool. the amount of tech that they have in this thing. Wow, um, I hadn't even heard about that, so I'm going to keep yeah, that on my radar. Cool. Cause, yeah, that's yeah. very cool. So Yeah, and then... Um, I <laughs> And as Cliff points out in the chat, I did get a few pairs of pairs of glasses while I was there. Um, I've got oh, do I have I have one pair here? These are called the dusk sunglasses. Which uh, hey, you know it's uh, it's uh, I'm walking around inside, but I gotta go outside now. So oh, let's turn that off. Oh wow, our, that's pretty cool. Yeah, Those glasses yeah. dim themselves for our audio yeah, that's listeners. Right. Yeah, boom. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, <laughs> um, so my biggest complaint about. Um, audio sunglasses, and that's what these are. These are audio sunglasses. Is when I get in my car and I drive to Target, I'm listening to the Android Faithful podcast. When I get to Target, I want to keep listening to my podcast. So now I have a choice. I, I either have to stop listening to my podcast or I have to be that guy walking around Target in my sunglasses, like, hey, everybody. <laughs> I'm awesome. Don't worry about me. Uh, but now I can just be like, oh, I'm inside. So, boop, there's there's just regular glasses now. And yeah. I can just walk around and do things. Um, so, yeah, this is actually like the Gen 1 version of Dust. There's a Gen 2 that's coming out this summer uh, that they're going to be kicking over my way. Which Because, like, right now these are a little bit on the dark side. But the the new Gen will be even uh, even clearer, which should be cool. Cool. Um, and then the other... Pair of glasses that I got that Cliff was talking about is uh, the uh, Meta Ray Bands. I picked up a set of those while I was there, dude. I, I thought I was literally as you were talking about the those other glasses. I pulled up the Meta Ray Bands to check the price because I really want. I, I think I want them. Are they cool? Do you like them, Adam? Or uh, so I've only used them a little bit, but I, you know, as I told Cliff, I think our social media game is going to be uh, going to go up a few notches now because these are they're pretty cool, and you know the 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 camera quality is pretty good. Um, the only thing I don't like is that you're kind of limited to just meta stuff, which you know, duh. Um, so like, I can share to Instagram, but I can't share to the TikToks of the YouTubes. Like, right. if if I could stream to YouTube with these things. I would have bought a pair months ago, yeah. Uh, mm. Because they would, they might have been the new Skippy. You don't know. Yeah. But, um, uh, but yeah. So those are pretty awesome. And then I actually have another. <laughs> I have another pair of glasses coming from a company called Solos, and uh, their deal is they have a uh, Chat GPT integrated into the sunglasses, so you can be like walking around and be like, "Hey, Chat GPT, I want to go to, you know, see the best." football stadium in Chicago and it'll tell me like how to get there. I don't know, whatever. It was <laughs> just, <laughs> I'll figure out a use case. An, an AI, <laughs> an AI assistant in your ear via the glasses. That seems pretty cool. So. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, a lot of cool stuff. And then like one last little Android thing and I'll, I'll make this quick. I, I sat down for a demo with Google um, for Google Duet, which is their enterprise version of Bard basically. 
And um, <laughs> I sat down. They said uh, they had a, a, a Google Sheet up in front of me, and they said, "Go ahead and type in a prompt." So I just start typing, and I'm typing, and I'm typing. And one of the demo guys is like, "Whenever someone has a long prompt, I always like to come over and see what they're doing." And so um, I had uh, I had Google Duet plan out a vacation for my wife and I to uh, a city that's not too far from Chicago called Galena, Illinois. And I said, you know, I want to have a romantic dinner and I want to visit at least three wineries. And I forget what the other prompt was. And it like came up with like a whole itinerary for like three days with like actual like I've I've eaten at that place. I know where that is. Like, you know, actual places that exist. And it listed it like hour by hour. Uh, It was kind of cool. I was kind of excited by that. Um, So I just thought it was a little fun little anecdote. Well, it's funny because I I, I did not go to CES, as aforementioned, but I I sure as hell pre-ordered one of those rabbit AI devices as soon as I saw it. Because that demo blew me away, even though I don't think it's running Android, although we'll find out what it's running. But but it's, you know, basically the little Star Trek-y type device where you talk to it. And and it it seems like the, the next generation of interface uh, away from smartphones instead of actually tapping and doing stuff you're talking to the device and one of the demos yeah. was plan me a vacation and it shows how it plans it out I don't think I would ever plan a vacation that way I'm too anal when it comes to uh, my travel planning but um, it seemed very cool and for 199 bucks I was like pre-order do it you know like yeah. I, I want to play with that guy so so I'll bring it on the show Jason when when it, when it comes mm-hmm. in in a- April right. I know it's a little outside of Android but AI it's hard to avoid that right so mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some Android in there somewhere to be yeah. honest yeah. um it you know because that's that's just kind of what things what runs things these days yep. but yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to trying that out myself yep. cool well that's ces uh and uh going back to glasses to do a little shameless plug uh patrons go to patreon.com slash android faithful we're going to publish that video tonight after the show air after the show airs um and you can see more of what michelle saw at ces including some glasses that were have not been talked about on the show yet, so you'll you right. will find out. So, cool. All yeah, right, but can they do this? <laughs> Adam, I want you to leave those glasses on and tell us about the OnePlus Twelve. I will do that, sir. <laughs> okay, you don't actually have to leave them on if you don't if you don't want to, but it'll make your your like hands on a lot cooler. It might, it might, or it might be nerdier, who knows. So uh, so I can't get really too far into the device uh, just because I'm not allowed to yet, but this, uh, as my as my video intro showed, this is the OnePlus uh, 12, and uh, in a first for uh, the OnePlus uh, as a company, they are bringing the OnePlus 12R, which I do not have yet. Um, they're bringing the, the, the OnePlus 12R to the U.S. market. So they're kind of positioning this as the flagship. And um, OnePlus told me they actively want people to compare this to the S24 Ultra. Like, that is, that's their goal. Wow. Yeah. Um, that's ambition right there. It sure is. Um, and then the OnePlus 12R is OnePlus getting back to their flagship killer roots. Which uh, should be fun. Uh, fun fact: I unboxed this this phone on the Benefit of a Doubt YouTube channel. Link, I'm sure, probably in the show notes or something, or maybe Cliff will drop it in the chat while we're talking. Um, 
But uh, yeah, so this is uh, I, I, I pulled up some key specifications for you. Um, we're running Android 14, which I can't show you. Um, it's uh, Snapdragon 8 Gen 3. Uh, this is going to come in a 12 or 16 gigabyte uh, RAM configuration. Uh, storage is going to be 256 or 512. Uh, there's an <clears throat> excuse me in-screen uh, fingerprint sensor. Uh, USB 3.2. The battery is a massive 5,400 milliamp hours. Uh, supports 80 watt uh, wire charging or 50 watt wireless charging. Hey, hey, hey. Um, and uh, yeah, that's. I mean, that's like most of the most of the sexy stuff. Uh, NFC. Yeah, display. Uh, oh, a 6.82 inch display. So it is a big boy. Um, and, uh, oh, uh, cameras on the back, uh, 50 megapixel main camera. I don't know which one of those that is. Uh, and then there's a 48 megapixel ultra wide camera and then a 64 megapixel 3X optical, um, uh, optical, uh, periscope, uh, uh, zoom lens, which is a very similar setup to the OnePlus Open, um, which I, I can tell you the cameras on this are phenomenal. So I would imagine that uh, that DNA will carry over to the OnePlus 12. Um, yeah, video is 8K 24fps, 4K at 3060fps. Uh, you know, I think that's about it for like the sexy stuff. But yeah. And um, the phone is off right now because I can't show you what it looks like when it's on. And that's uh, that's the phone. <laughs> it's a phone and it exists. It is. I, f I, feel like, I feel like I'm at the same time both excited and enthused and anticlimatically let down. Okay. Right, In right? what way? <laughs> <laughs> well, because because I feel like coming off of the high of the OnePlus Open and like that, that you know, really – and Adam, I think you and I – I think we we we're in agreement that the OnePlus Open the was the phone of the year 2023, right? Best phone of the year, favorite phone I've ever reviewed. Yeah, so like the OnePlus 12 is like, well, it's just a phone. It's got the same <laughs> camera as the Open. It doesn't fold. I don't know. It just <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, that, no, that's that's legit. Um that is legit. I can say that the software is a little shit. What am I allowed to say? I don't know. Um, I like the software a little bit better than the OnePlus Open because the OnePlus Open is like one of my key pain points on the OnePlus Open is that it's locked to the um, uh, to the uh, the four columns of uh, of of icons. So that's not the case on the OnePlus uh, 12. Shoot, I don't know. I better not say anything else. Yeah, well, no, we don't want you to step. Yeah, we don't want you to step foul. But, but anyway, um, I like the colorway. I will say I like the colorway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so it, it's pretty. It, it, well, it has for kind of like a. Yeah. It has kind of like a kitchen counter kind of look to it. Um, it it's like a granite, a yeah. granite look to or a marble look to it. Yeah. Um, so this is the green, and they have an ebony version as well, if I remember correctly. That's great. Um, yeah. So it's. I mean. Honestly, I this is don't sleep on this phone because I know this is uh, you know the reviews are going to be dropping for this probably a little right around the same time as the S twenty four Ultra. I don't know what uh, I am not reviewing that phone, so I don't know what uh, what the embargo is or anything like that. But this phone's going to be dropping right around the same time. Do not sleep on this phone because 
I mean, if the OnePlus Open is any indication, and actually the OnePlus 11 was a very, very good phone, um, this is going to be possibly the phone to beat for for uh, 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 2024. I mean, I and think it's, this is, and it's January 16th, everyone. It's it is we- January 16th. It's two weeks in, and Adam is you- making a bold prediction. And <laughs> Samsung has its announcement tomorrow. tomorrow. Right. But you know what? I, this is an informed opinion, folks. I've All right. Been, yeah, I, I trust you, know, you Adam. I, mean, I trust you. So <laughs> Don't sleep on this phone. This yeah. is... Uh, This is uh, going to be a, that's going to be a, it's going to be a trip. I will say one thing that's going through my mind and I don't know why it's occupying mind space right now, but you mentioned you compared um, something to the kitchen counter and I was wondering if we'll ever see a Formica phone. Oh, that would would be be pretty, that'd be pretty cool phone, like crafted out of, uh, you know, etched Formica. Yeah, I mean, we've had wood phones, we've had leather phones, so why not for Formica? Why not Formica? And we've had... Mockadile. I know, exactly. See, Formica is just waiting in the wings, waiting for its moment, the Formica phone. It even sounds good. This is kind of Mockadile-ish, I I see, you know. Cool. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Right Um, on. Well, I'm 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 enjoying the I, I the the one a plus essence that we're going through right now <laughs> one one plus essence. Um, I think that you know like, I I'm just I'm, every time I see something coming from one plus I'm excited again um, and I feel like it's been a while since we've had that so um, nice yeah yeah, yeah. Cool. So, I still have not got my hand uh, on the the fold or the, uh, the sorry, open the, the open the open yeah yeah the, yeah the open is the open is a damn fine phone uh, the open was hearing. actually. It was my companion phone to the iPhone that I was carrying around at uh, at um, CES. That, along with the uh, the Pixel Eight Pro, which I used predominantly for like recording interviews and stuff because of the live trans- transcription and stuff yes, like that. Of so, um, you know, I it, it yeah. I mean, the one plus the one plus Open was a great phone for like checking out my schedule and seeing like where I had to go. Um, but and I know a lot of people that would normally have already switched back to a different foldable that are still carrying the OnePlus Open because it is such a good phone. And that 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 arguably continues into the OnePlus 12. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Very cool. Well, thank you, Adam, for, for bringing the show and tell. Um, I can't wait to check it out myself. Yeah, I um, wish I had the 12R, but mm, it's 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 being shipped as we speak. All right, so well, there it is. In, yeah. in the bitter cold that we're going through right now. <laughs> Indeed. Um, so one last little bit of hardware from CES, uh, which is near and dear to my heart. Um, our good friends at AA Wireless were at the show, um, showing off the AA Wireless 2. Part deux, if you're following along. Um, it's mostly, and, if, and for those who might not remember, didn't watch all about Android, AA Wireless uh, was the, the little dongle that could, that kicked off the revolution of Android Auto wirelessly in, in the car. Um, I, I feel it was a two years ago, AA Wireless 1 came out, maybe two, two plus yeah, years ago. Um, and there, I, somewhere I jumped there, yeah. on it. I jumped on the Indiegogo, got the, the first rev of it, the little hockey puck uh, version of it. L- Love the fact that it could use it could use Android Auto in my car wirelessly up until the USB connectors in my in my car broke, and now I haven't been able to use anything. But I'm getting that fixed. Um, but so they're back with AA Wireless Two. Um, this is mainly the functionality is generally the same. It's mainly a hardware revision. Um, if you're uh, those are folks who are watching our video show can see the difference. The version one puck is on the right, is a little square kind of hockey puck style, and the new version is a little sleeker. Got a it's a little thinner. It's more rectangular. It's got a 
neat little blue blue light button, um, a little cur more curvier. Um, and that uh, button is a multifunction button that helps with pairing and switching between devices, which I got to admit, after using the initial first version, the lack of a physical button was frustrating. Yeah. So I'm glad to see they, they, um, they brought that out there. Um, it's going to be released later this year. No price as of yet. Um, but if you're on the fence about it, they are great. These, this team is kicking butt in terms of bringing wireless connectivity to Android Auto to cars. So I would definitely uh, encourage you to check it out. So Sweet. it was so nice. it was such a cool idea. Motorola ripped it off. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so that's yeah. how you know you got a good one. Someone rips it off. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. No so that's going to wrap up our hardware chatting. Yeah, well, we can start off some app news with some little more transportation driving related news. And you might be, if you're a fan of Waze, know that when it comes to using Google Maps in a tunnel, you might have to worry unless you have been able to make use of Waze's beacon program. So Waze for a long time in tunnels have used Bluetooth beacons to kind of continue to provide you directions and navigation, even while, you know, the GPS is not working because you're, you know, probably in a concrete tube. And this beacon program is pretty widespread. They've got you know, beacons in major cities across the world, New York City, Chicago, Paris, Brussels, they apparently have like 18 kilometers worth of tunnel beacons in Australia. Um, but it only really worked in ways. And it's uh, kind of odd since, you know, Google has owned Waze since, what, 2013? But now Google Maps is starting to support the Bluetooth beacons from the Waze program. You can view it in a new tunnel navigation setting. You just go to your Google Maps, uh, go to settings, navigation settings, and driving options. This is enabled by default, or sorry, disabled by default, my bad. The opposite is disabled by default. But if you want those nice, Bluetooth tunnel beacons. Go and check that out in your Google Maps, uh, in your Google Maps uh, settings. Um, and yeah, it uh, should help you pro with more seamless navigation while underground. Um, so go cool. try some. Um, and I do think actually, then the feature, by the way, is not available on Google Maps for iOS. This is where we all make noises. Um, I did not know these Bluetooth beacons existed, and now I'm completely like tin hat, like, stop tracking me for whatever reason. And I only go through one tunnel in the Midtown Tunnel to New York. That's the only late, Ron. They've been tracking you for years. They already know everything about Did you guys know about these Bluetooth beacons? I feel like Adam, that's something you probably know about it. Like, it's in the geocaching world, right? Yeah, no, this was kind of news to me, actually. And the fact that Waze has had this going for a while yeah no this was total news to me yeah and tons and tons of them i mean mm -hmm. like That's major crazy. cities it's cool and creepy That's, i will say the yeah. number of times i have told people not to use Waze or google maps in the new york city metro area like recently is like more than i would it's it keeps coming up i'm like oh yeah don't use that because for whatever reason both Waze and google maps um behave as if they've never been to new york in the way in the ways that they tell you like i'll i'll type put in the direction i'm like why are they going that way and i'll drive it right like you know i'll, I'll be like well i'll give it the benefit of the doubt you know they know what the benefit of the doubt um they it know it knows what it's doing but oh, like after God. after being born and raised in the new york metro area knowing these parkways like the back of my hands nine times out of ten it, they are bad directions so, Isn't um, that everybody yeah. though? Like I get directions <laughs> in my hometown, and I'm just like, why am I? Why are you sending me there? There yeah. is a there is a roundabout that Google Maps is 
absolutely in love with about five miles from my house. <laughs> that, like, if you're going anywhere near this roundabout, it will take you through that roundabout. Um, yeah, and I have no idea why, but well, uh, I will but, say I do love a good roundabout. By the way, I will just drive well, sure. a roundabout in circles. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh wait, oh, funny. Big Ben, Parliament. Yeah. Um, my my husband is uh went to high school in a one light town in north dakota and when he took me it was no longer a one light town it was a one roundabout town it was uh it was like a big deal for that roundabout to go in so they didn't Um, even have a light anymore they just had no no and and main street was like two two seconds long he's like okay we're going down main street that's it. Main Street is the roundabout. I, I, I will. I will give. I, I will give my kids credit. We drove. We drove through a roundabout, and they were about four at the time, and they had the appropriate reaction. They're like, "Whoa, circles!" Like they were. Like, they, they even picked up on the fact that we were going in a circle. So. Brilliant. Yeah, that's great. Let's just stay on it for five minutes. Yeah. I just. You know. Now I'm wondering. Have I ever? My son's a driver now. I wonder if I've ever actually taken him through a roundabout, and I don't know that I have. And that's something I probably should do sometime yeah, what soon. Yeah. It can be kind of first few times. Like, what do I do? Turn left on the roundabout. Yes, that must be what I do. <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. what you don't do. Yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of roundabouts, uh, you could do a roundabout with your hand while wearing a smartwatch, and it would this. act as if it were a mouse. I huh? was just watching this. This is I love this. I love this so much, by the way. This, is, this might vindicate the Pixel Watch for me. Yeah, well, da, da, okay. just just don't get too far ahead of your skis there, Ron. There is an asterisk that involves the Pixel Watch. But anyways, oh, okay. uh, Double Point is the name of the company. Wow Mouse is the name of the product. It was introed at uh, the Consumer Electronics Show. So you could have you could have done this. You could have seen this, Adam. Maybe you did. I know. And I know. Just, you wanted to well, keep so- a secret. I did kind of get through your story and I'll tell you my, on my part of it. Okay. All right. So what does it do? It turns Android smartwatches asterisk into gesture based Bluetooth mice. So you can wave your arms to move a mouse on, uh, on like a windows, Linux, Mac OS, iPad OS, you pinch to click. So it's that kind of motion, right? It works on some Wear OS devices. Galaxy watch four through six is what I, specifically read not Mm. without bugs on the pixel watch so Mm. maybe that means it will work eventually they're working on it they're ironing out the kinks but for right now you don't want to get a pixel watch for the wow mouse because you're not going to have a good day um Mm. and apparently it does all of this via bluetooth hid which stands for human interface devices something by the way the apple watch cannot do well now wait (laughs) Because I, I went to go see a company called Mudra Bands that actually does this with an Apple Watch. Um, but, but not like this. No, so I don't know. Like, I'm I'm curious as to, like, what hardware is involved yeah, to I don't know. <laughs> do this. Because there's not a whole lot here in the story about, yeah. like, because, like, Mudra Band, like, broke it all down. They're using, like, biometric sensors. And the band is, like really thick i mean it's 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 not subtle um and this is just a watch band that you add to your apple watch but yet basically the same thing is you can do the wingardium leviosa thing and move your cursor around and 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 you know click and you know pull back things and do do minority report stuff yeah i feel like we Um, covered some some input last year on AAA where i distinctly remember like pinch to click but i don't remember whether it was what you mentioned adam or something else like, 
hold on, I'm going to Google now. I just brought that yeah. up, and I have no no, no receipt. Yeah. I don't know this, this sort, this, but this quest? sort of this sort of innovation <laughs> in interface, similar to the Rabbit P1, which is why I got so like I want to see the next gen interfaces, right? I want to see yeah. the how do these devices allow us to interact with it with computers and devices in different ways, and the idea that you're wearing a smartwatch which is tracking your di- and like why can't you use it as a controller? I think that's awesome. Right. I want to be crazy using my computer or my phone with hand gestures and things like that. Like I, I think that's super cool and Star Trekky, and I'm all about it. So yeah, and, and I mean, you get on the train. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, wait until you get in the train with three dozen people doing the same thing, and everybody. True. Oh right. <laughs> no, <laughs> and they're all controlling like... each other's devices too. No, I'm, <laughs> what, what I'm super interested in though is like I've been giving this a lot of thought because you know obviously Mudra left an impression on me. Um, I've been giving this a lot of thought. Like, when would I want to actually do this? And what I keep coming back to is the one demo that they showed me was not controlling like a computer or a tablet, but controlling your Apple TV. Like, if you're thinking about it you're sitting on the couch you don't need a you don't need a remote control anymore you just like do uh that and then there's your user interface and now i want to pick that movie and i want to watch that and i'm going to scrub it back and you know that's that's the yahtzee yeah it is it is the it is the 21st century equivalent of the clapper to turn your lights on and off. Well, right? I was just clapping. Clap, I mean, clap on clap yeah. off <laughs> sometimes sometimes adam though you just want to be reclining with a with a lazy hand in your lap and a and a you know a piece of technology yeah. there that well, all can you I have tell, to do is go like this. Jason, can I tell phone. you by the way? I was I was recently lounging on my couch with a piece of technology in my hand, the Google TV Chromecast remote, uh, and that yeah. thing is so tiny. The number of times it slips out of my hand and falls out, <laughs> like like I need a more, I, I need like a, I need a remote to go, like a case a to bumper. go that put that remote in, like a bumper to get a little more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. But I mean, here's the thing: like when you're working on a computer, you're actively engaged. You're leaning forward. You're typing. You're doing yeah. these things. So like the screen or the mouse is not that far away from you. When you're la- lounging back, like this this is a tv pose you know this is what you're gonna do when you're watching videos and stuff like that and i could definitely see the use case for like i want to watch a youtube video so i do the thing and the the whatever but But i for me it's much more a tv watching thing well i'll 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 take you one step further adam because if you pair if you pair this with those XR or AR glasses yes. where you yes. can see your computer display in front of you. Now you can lean back in your chair and use your hands to gesture and interact with your computer and then give me the little projection keyboard that we've seen in the past, Jason. Like I know we've seen that years ago where like you pr- yeah. light projects on a ta- table and you can type and that sort of thing. Like I want the next generation of interfaces. We're, I'm tired yeah. of mice and keyboards. Like like give me like because you could being able to do not what we're doing with doing the show but being able to like prep for the show while leaning back on the mm-hmm. couch would be so cool. So yeah, yeah, and um and just speaking to that, like the MetaQuest three um does hand tracking really remarkably well. Like yeah. so much yeah, so much better than the OG Quest. Uh you know, you can you know you can reach out and grab UI and put it wherever you want. You can reach over there and grab and you can even type, you know, you can do this yeah. and you know, it'll 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 track you very well. You don't even need a smartwatch, is well, what I'm saying. But what I am saying is if you had a smartwatch and it was paired to your to your VR goggles, now we're now we're getting into some minority report stuff. Yeah. 
You know, that's well, that's do, exciting. Do you remember the old Microsoft HoloLens demos, like the first HoloLens demos? Sure. That was like the the heads the, the the headset that went on, and the person was like yes. fixing the plumbing and like that yeah, sort of thing. Right. Yeah, like that sort the of mechanic stuff. Yeah. under the yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. So yeah, it's uh, it yeah. I, I'm I really want to know more about this, so I think I know who I'm going to be emailing tomorrow. <laughs> um, yeah, I would like to know more, and I would like it to work on the Pixel Watch. So. There it is. So, all right, cool. Well, thank you, Jason, for that little bit. Um, and we're gonna wrap this show up because we're gonna we gotta let Adam get back to his family. But we got a couple emails first. Um, wait. I know. I said that knowing. <laughs> so, as always, you can email us at contact at androidfaithful.com. We love to hear from you. And we got so, we've got so much responses to stuff we've talked about in the show already. Like, guys, keep it coming. Please tell us your thoughts and all this and your opinions and things like that. Um, and I love our first email, um, which kind of educates us a bit. Um, our first email comes in from Ian from Wantage in the UK. Wantage, Wantage, I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, but Ian writes in and says, Hey guys, really pleased to have discovered the new podcast after being a long-term listener based in the UK and a former recipient of the email of the week on All About Android. Congratulations. Um, in the last episode of Android Faithful, there was a mention of eSIMs where you said you don't have that much experience with them, so I thought I'd give you mine. I was lucky enough to visit Australia over Christmas for a family wedding. Um, I traveled with a I, I, tra- I traveled with my family with our UK phone contract, and it would have cost us six point five six point fifty. I don't know how to say pounds, but six point five pounds <laughs> per day. I I have not traveled. I all of a sudden can't talk. Um, it would have cost us over six pounds per day per person to roam, and a total of four hundred and sixteen pounds. Instead, when we arrived, I signed up for four eSIMs from a local provider giving us calls, SMS, and data for a total of 32 pounds. That's amazing mm-hmm. savings. Adding the account as an eSIM meant our existing number still worked, which was useful for SMS two-factor authentication messages. Also, there was no chance of misplacing our UK SIMs. Recently, I discovered there are lots of companies offering data-only eSIMs. I'm off to France this week for work, for my private... Ed- for- for work and for my private phone, I have a data only eSIM for $1.79 for one gigabyte. Perfect for my needs. Wynn mentioned in Japan she had a pocket Wi Fi, but perhaps a data only eSIM may be a more straightforward alternative. So, yeah. having two SIMs supported on Android phones where one is an eSIM can make traveling a little easier when it comes to mobile data. Keep up the good work. We love the show. Ian Hall, Wanted UK. And thank you, Ian, for giving me a practical execution of how an eSIM could work and provide value, especially in a two SIM phone. Um, I, I had a hard time wrapping my head around eSIMs and this kind of painted the picture perfectly around exactly what it can do. Uh, oh yeah, and, totally. And, totally. And just I'm, for future reference, say. six pounds, 50 pence, six pounds, 50 pence. Yeah, See, I knew that. I knew that. I've been to England. I knew so, that. See, <laughs> I, I was fully expecting, I was fully expecting this email to say, I just thought I wanted to give you some of my experience on eSIMs. They suck. Love Ian. Um, but, <laughs> No, I, realistically though, um, I switched. Uh, so iPhone is eSIM only, obviously. Um, and so when it was time for me to, I had to keep an iPhone active. So I got a mint. I got a mint SIM, um, which is now a subsidiary of T-Mobile. So I didn't go far from the tree. But it was kind of cool because when it was time to activate the phone, I just downloaded the Mint app and I, you know, made a payment on the account and it said, "Okay, now push this button to install the." eSIM and bada bing bada boom it was done the problem with eSIMs is when you want to move from one phone to another like as long as you're going to stay within the family you're good 
Um, but uh, I, I walked into a T-Mobile the other day because it was time to move out of the iPhone and move back into Android. And I, you know, I told the I told the people the the guy, guy at the counter. I said, okay, this phone is my primary. This phone is my secondary. I need this phone to be my primary and this phone to be my secondary. And the second the guy started taking the case off of my iPhone to look for the SIM tray, I knew I was going to be in trouble mm-hmm. uh, because it doesn't have one. And so uh, after you know, kind of, I hate to say, a customer explaining that. Um, then uh, we we finally got it all sorted out, but uh, but yeah, just like moving eSIMs from one device to another is a, still pretty much a nightmare. And right. uh, thanks Apple for that. So it's a little early for eSIMs. Let's just say it's that. still I'm, early. Yeah, still working out the kinks. Ian, sorry. We, uh, so my husband and I are kind of like been going to Japan like off and on uh, for several years, him decades now, and we just always did pocket Wi-Fi out of reflex. I typed in Japan travel eSIM, and there's like a bajillion results apparently we just oh, yeah. missed that so i will say um i'm going we're probably going to go back in march and i will try it ian on your recommendation because i mean the pocket wi-fi is just use mobile data anyway so uh, i might yeah. just try it I, I i do take your warnings seriously adam that it might be a p p i t a but i hadn't tried it gotta get into the 21st century over with our japan data dang thank yeah, you yeah totally never totally. would have thought and about if you're it. if you're on t-mobile <laughs> Pay them th- thirty-five bucks. They'll give you unlimited data for like a week. It's great. <laughs> so, I, I, yeah. did, I did run my data real like Google Fi data real hard in Japan, unfortunately. So no, yeah, yeah, yeah. We bad. We're anyway, bad. anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway. Well, our next email comes from Chad in San Antonio, and yes, uh, the the pocket the pocket ca- the po- pocket cast the pot. See, I'm so used to using pocket cast. It's kind of like Kleenex in my brain, just like what <laughs> podcast apps are, but. Um, Chad in San Antonio had something to say about some podcast app recommendations we got recently. In your January 9th episode, a listener recommended the Podcast Addict app. I want to second that. I've used BeyondPod, BeyondPod, Dogcatcher, and others. I use PocketCast faithfully until their disastrous redesign. Ever since, I've happily used Podcast Addict. Recommended. Chad in San Antonio. Beautiful. Disastrous redesign. I didn't disastrous? think the Pocket Cast redesign was disastrous. I know a lot yeah. of people like, got a lot of blowback, but that's a little hyperbole, Chad. I love yeah. you, Chad, but that's might a be a little hyperbole. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. no, I, I've heard good things about Podcast Addict. I, yeah. I, I I'm a Pocket Cast user myself. Uh, I mainly like it because of the web interface, and I don't know if Pocket Podcast Addict has that, but you know, I can I can pull up uh, uh, Pocket Cast on my computer if I wanted to. I and, love that. Yeah, play.pocketcast.com. Yeah, so. I think you need to be a Pocket a Pocket Cast Plus customer though yes right? you I need believe to be yeah and it was like yeah. Yeah. i think it was a ten dollar lifetime membership when i got it so yeah, me too okay. it was like 9.99 <laughs> it was yeah yeah exactly so well a lot of people yeah. are kind of echoing the i hate pocket cast redesign so i mean y'all do us a favor and give us in in maybe blow by blow what is it you don't like about it i mean i i'm kind of neutral on it I don't know, yeah. like whatever, can, but I'm kind of. My biggest right. problem with it—that's it. what it is. I don't know. Yeah. My biggest problem with it is I went through and made folders for all my po- for all my podcasts, mm-hmm. and it doesn't go from device to device, which oh. kind of is really irritating. Yeah. Um, so I'll never do that again. Yeah, but hey, podcast <laughs> addict, I, I loved seeing the recommendations come through and the community kind of echoing oh, that, right. and you know, even here in our live show in the chat, some people are talking about how they how they like it. So that's awesome. I love I love the the circle of feedback. That's what that makes makes. 
the so special. So, yeah. And and I can't think of a better way to close the circle, Jason, than the next one. <laughs> okay, we'll skip to the next one. And it is Ed Ross from Gosport, UK, who says, given the conversation in last week's episode, I thought you might like to see this. If projected on my wall oh there's no image here it's in the next slide the next slide oh it is the, oh okay it's yep. in the slide okay yep. if projected on my wall the image is about 140 inches uh set up amazon nice. fire tv stick connected to an epson projector and audio provided by two amazon echo studio speakers oh, all the best amazing. so this this Hell is in response yeah, to my challenge man. last week when we we're talking about stupidly sized television shown at ces that we wanted to i wanted someone with a tv over 100 inches to take a picture of them watching the show um but ed showed me up with 140 inches of his projected watching wow. the show which Beautiful. is horrifying because 100 that means that each of our he- each of our boxes are roughly about se- uh what, what's 140 divided by three math is hard but oh, uh that's bigger, really not how that works but bigger than they need to be. Let's just say that. <laughs> that is almost life size, perhaps. <laughs> is it bigger than life size? It works. <laughs> oh man. No, that is awesome though. That is yeah. that is pretty awesome. Uh, that's horrifying to think that I'm that big on somebody's wall. I'm sorry. I apologize in advance. It's I'm sorry. Only good if it's that big. <laughs> yeah. That's that's yeah. how you that's how yeah. you savor an episode of Android Faithful is to go larger than life size. Yep. <laughs> Thank you for sending that in, Ed Ross. And thank you, Adam, for being an amazing guest each and every time we have you on whatever show we happen to be doing. Uh, It's always good to hang out with you, man. Well, I appreciate that. I I appreciate the invitation to hang out. It was a good time. Good time. Head by all. What do you want to leave people with? Do you want to point people anywhere in particular? Ah, sure, sure. You can find me on uh, all the places at Dead Technology, um, all the places except Twix, because I don't do that anymore. Uh, But uh, no, so uh, like, uh, you know, I got the threads, I got the Instagrams, I got the TikToks. Actually, I don't really have a TikTok, but anyway. Um, And but yeah, so that's that's me. And then if you want to find out where I'm writing, that's going to be the slash gear. That's going to be the uh, the Forbes and I've got a couple of other clients that I'm working on, so keeping it down low for now. Um, and then uh, if you want to see me, if you want to see more of this, and uh, let's be honest, who doesn't? Um, if you want to see more of this, you can join myself and my podcast partner, Clifton Thomas, who is in the chat as we speak, uh, on Benefit of the Dowd. That's YouTube.com slash Benefit of the Dowd, D-O-U-D. Not D O U B T because we have a branding problem, but that's it. <laughs> it didn't start as a branding problem, it started as like a cool joke and yes. like a cool similarity. And then you realized as you went deeper into it, oh, wait a minute, yeah, <laughs> I'm guessing, yeah. anyways. <laughs> I've prob- probably lost more than a few listeners to who are looking for benefit of the doubt, yeah, but. that's okay, it's worth it. It's worth it. It's it is. Worth it. it is. It, the, the pun is always worth the uh, lost listeners. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But yeah, we're, you, we got some momentum. I'm happy about it. Right on. Well, it's great to see you, Adam. Thank you again. We'll have you back soon. Um, we'll also have you back soon because you're on every week when. Tell us what's going on with you. Yeah, I'm an Android developer. That's my day job. I'm I'm back to working, so the Android brain is going, and hopefully one day there will be more Android technical talks for you. If you're the 
Android developer type to view on my website, randomlytyping.com, where I have video my, um, talks and associated video and code. And you can also find me mostly on Instagram and threads where I follow Adam. I'm very much so not on Twix these days uh, at Queen Code Monkey. And when threads actually does allow you to follow the, the meta, uh, the Fediverse, not the metaverse, the Fediverse, uh, you might, I, maybe you'll find me more active on at Queen Code Monkey. Wait. Hold on. Queen Pope Monkey at Mastodon.social. That's all we need threads, y'all. I can't keep. It's so long. It's so How long. How do we yeah. do this? How do we do this? I don't How know. How do we keep it straight? How do we yeah. expect we anyone else to keep it straight? I don't you, know. You, you got to be dead technology on all the things. Like, as soon as there's a new social network, I go grab dead technology, never touch it again. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Same here. I, I'm with Ronixo. I jump on Ronixo. I need the app that allows me to type something once and post it to all of them. Yeah, I mean, that's what the Fediverse yeah. should do, right? And so, like, right. so, like, if once Blue Sky can connect to Mastodon and Threads, and they're all in together, then great. I can just do the one pu- published, and then it'll be fine. Then my, my life will be easier. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. That said, you can follow me at Ronixo across all the various different places. I'm most active on Instagram. Um, lately, I'm in Christmas trees. So, uh, if you like yep. Christmas trees, check that out. It's a it's um, a yearly tradition. It is. It really is. I took a good one today. of one in the snow. I didn't post it. Yet. Um, <laughs> I appreciate but, your years long dedication to I that. feel bad for my family because the thing was here's the thing so the folks who don't know every year I'm going to tell the story now because why not we're running along um, oh yeah <laughs> when I lived in San Francisco I you would often see Christmas trees not at the holidays i.e. as the one that started this when I saw a Christmas tree out on the sidewalk in August Oh, Which really in San oh. Francisco is not a you know some stoners oh yeah let's throw out the Christmas tree right and so like it was very funny that we would see Christmas trees not in the season then that <laughs> led me to anytime I saw a Christmas tree to post it which now has become posting Christmas trees after Christmas that's my thing um, but once I moved from New York City where you could often see a Christmas tree on the sidewalk in February I'm now in the suburbs where people get, the, get those trees the hell out of their house very yeah. quickly so it's, they're it's few the New Year's between. tradition yeah, yeah. exactly yeah, so, yeah. Um, but anyway uh, but yeah follow me on Ronixo across all the various social stuff and also um, uh, if you like pinball please check out Scorbit in the Google Play Store it is a mobile app that lets you track your pinball scores me and my friends uh, Friends over at Scorbit work very hard on that. Um, if you downloaded it, hey, give it a review. That helps us. So I uh, would appreciate Even if you haven't used it or downloaded it, give it a review. Give it five stars. Come on, Android faithful. Help me out. Um, <laughs> and that's in the Google Play Store, S-C-O-R-B-I-T, Scorbit. Very easy to do. Um, appreciate everyone. Appreciate you. Scorbit. Thank you. So. Scorbit. Thank you, Ron. <laughs> so be- before we sign off, can I just do one last little tribute to, uh, to Cliff, who is still in the comments? Cliff? The gaffer's tape is back, baby. So that's for you. Right. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. You can do your thing now, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you got that, Cliff, because I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> I'll tell you off air. Okay. All right. Good. Um, what about me? I guess you probably just want, or I probably just want you to go to freejasonnewsletter.com. Freejasonnewsletter.com. I'm not trapped anywhere. It's just a free newsletter, and it involves me, and it's a .com. So go there. And actually, I'm telling you to go there because tomorrow 
I'm gonna have a big announcement. I've got a, I've got a big announcement, everybody. It's finally Ooh. here. I've got an announcement, and it's gonna to happen tomorrow. So freejasonnewsletter.com. Uh, you can also go to uh, raygun.fun, and that has like all my social links, and you know it's everything all in one place. But uh, there you go. That's all I'm gonna say about that. I'm not um, gonna spoil it, but I know the announcement, and it's very cool. And you're all gonna to want to tune in to make sure you find out what it is because I'm dun, excited about dun, it. So, dun. Yeah. And it's not that I'm at the Samsung event because I won't be. No, It'll it's be that small. it's that he has joined Android Faithful again no, no, uh, <laughs> for 2024. They've yeah. renewed me for the season. Hey, there Yay. you go. No, no, no. It is it is a worthy announcement, Jason. I'm excited to see it hit, hit the light of day. So thank you, fun. man. And yeah. Noah, cousin of Jai, I'm not running for president. Um, <laughs> maybe maybe next year. How can you well, run for president? You're still in jail. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, Jason. After that, after after that uh, performance in Iowa yesterday, there's no way you're campaign was shot so <laughs> <laughs> all right one of these days you think i'd learn my lesson anyways let's close the show we do the show every tuesday evening subscribe at androidfaithful.com send us email like we said contact at androidfaithful.com uh, and of course you can support us directly through the patreon we really appreciate when you do that because you know you're supporting us uh, each of us directly in doing this show and we're offering extra bonus stuff for you in exchange and also, we just love you and thank you for enabling us to do this each and every week. It's Android Faithful. We're so happy to have you all on board. And we will see you next time. That is next Tuesday on the show. Take care, everybody. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.